Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Detroit Tigers t-shirt wearing, Mr. Paul Levy. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 95, and finally, there's been some good news to talk about, which we'll be coming to later on in the show. Um, since episode 94, there's been a lot that's been going on. And obviously, it wouldn't be a week's roundup without some sort of drama. So, without further ado, let's crack on. So, Supporters Club updates there's only four Supporters Club journeys left this season, which is crazy, really. So, first of all, with Newport, massive match, Saturday, 4th of March. Coaches depart at half eight in the morning. It's £27 and £24 for concessions. Then, another massive match towards the bottom of the table, Accrington away, Tuesday, the 14th of March. Coaches depart at 1 pm. £30 and £27 for concessions. And then Luton on Friday the 14th of April, which I believe is Good Friday. Coaches depart at 12 noon and it's £20 and £17 concessions. And then the big staying up party, hopefully. Blackpool, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Saturday 6th of May, coaches depart at 8am, 30 quid and £20, £27 sorry, for concessions with a £3 surcharge. Mm. So non-members you can book by either going into the supporters club before a match or by calling the travel line on 077-22-135-970. I know that number now, like off, off by heart. That and my wife's number, <coughs> and my work number. Those three numbers <laughs> yeah. I know. So the Lake Norwich Trust have sent us an update as well. It says, huge, huge thanks to Sam Sargent and Aaron Pollock for popping into the score centre on Thursday and joining in with the activities with the young people, taking part in Theo's football fun sessions. The players also answered questions and signed autographs with lead trust coach James Court stating the guys were absolutely first class and a credit to themselves and the club. Yep, and then on the same afternoon, Gavin Massey was at the stadium to meet Averley Youth FC and hand on their brand new kit and training equipment thanks to sponsors Wix as part of the EFL Kits for Kids grassroots competition. Fantastic. On Friday morning, 23 O's fans, young and old, met kit man Ada Martin and assistant groundsman Joe Newton as they travelled around the stadium as part of the popular stadium tours conducted by Howard Gould. Next day proposed for someone for some time sorry, during the Easter holidays, so keep an eye out for an announcement a little bit nearer the time. They always get sold out. Yeah, absolutely. Or like always banged out. And we'll hopefully get the exclusive on that as we did with the last <laughs> one. So, uh, and finally from the Trust, they said it was great to have been contacted by XO Lee Shearer, who was back at Brisbane Road on Saturday for the first time in 15 years. I remember I going remember to Lee Fulham Shira. away with you to Craven Cottage. We yeah. must have been 15 or 16. We stood behind the goal. And Lee Shearer scored a header and we lost 2-1. I remember that. We so lost 2-1, I remember. I don't remember he scored it though. Lee, Shira, Lee Shearer's header. Good so well done, Lee. Great header. Uh, yeah. So Lee now coaches Ashford Youth in Kent and bought his under-8s to watch the O's as well as take penalties at half-time. Lee scored the first goal when the O's beat Wales in the prestigious friendly in 1996. And said he hopes it won't be as long before he returns again. Um, so that was the update from the Trust. Always great work by Neil, Howard, James and the team and, and fair play and loads of activity going on in, in this half-term period. Absolutely. Next up, we saw a good tweet from our friend George Sessions uh, who tweeted this about our last episode. He said, top work again by the Orient Outlook lads. Pleased to hear more positive views after the Yeovil match. Plenty of time to save the season. I also think O's recent strong end to games is in complete contrast to earlier in the season when they looked unfit at times. Since Michael Amoa, the fitness coach from the youth team, has been promoted by Webb, Orient's fitness appears to have improved. Now, I've got to say, I called that right at the beginning of the season, probably in episode in August. Somewhere. So you thought they looked unfit? They looked awful, yeah. yeah. They, 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 none of them looked... 
looked any good. And, and you think that with the with the pedigree that Simone Lucchetti or whatever his name is has, yeah, has got, say, yeah. you know, um, why why were they so poor? You know, loads of injuries. Now we've got injuries that are based on not sort of fitness issues. They're basically, you know, Tom Parks, for example, with his hip and, and, and other bits, but not so much... Well, great spot there by George. Like, you know, since Danny has started, we've scored a lot more late goals and seem not to be as tired towards the end of the matches. Yeah. As evident in matches that we'll talk about. Um, yeah, exactly. If you're if you're not if you're fitter towards the end of the games, your concentration levels are still there. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. others are tiring. So fair play. It's a great and a good spot there. by George. Yeah, well done. So the week that was in, uh, so Monday the thirteenth of February, Danny Webb spoke to George Sessions about his decision to leave Victor Adebayo out of the squad on Saturday in the last match versus Jovo, and he said. I had a good chat with Victor and left Sam on the bench because sometimes I like to change it and have somebody who can play behind the front too. Sam does that better than Victor, but at the same time on another day, I, might ha- I may have included Victor because in an ideal world with youngsters, you dip them in and then you can take them out. <coughs> Victor and Sam were two of my only options the other night against Morecambe and we went with them and they did ever so well. It's nothing Victor did wrong, it's just Maka is ahead of him at the moment. <coughs> um, you know, again, great, great talking, great vocab from Danny Webb there. Makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, he, he does talk a lot of sense, to be fair. Um, really like what, what he has to say. Next up on Monday, Alex Chisak White wins the club's sponsors Player of the Month for January. <laughs> well done, Alex. And, you know, no irony lost on any Leighton Orient fan there, So, but but fair play. A bit ironic, that one. And it'd be interesting to see who wins February. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to say it, Massey. but it should be Gavin Massey. It should be Gavin Massey, but, you know, it's an open vote. Anyone can win it yeah. from the squad, so hopefully Massey win that. And then on Monday night at 8pm, local radio station, time 107.5, I think they were Romford based, Romford based yeah. had a show about Orion, uh, and they had Jim Nichols on, who's editor of Orient here. They had Jonathan from Loft, John Sitton on, Lockie, Dean Cox, Matt Porter, and Martin Ling. So you listened to it? Yeah, I listened back to it. Um, reasonably interesting, to be fair. Dean Cox came on the phone. He really sounded quite sad, actually. Although he does believe that we'll avoid relegation. He thinks we've got enough about us, which is great. Matt Porter uh, was speaking. It's always interesting to hear Matt yeah. Porter speak because he speaks from, you know, like a, a real strong position. Yeah. And he's and he's great. He's great. He was really bluntly honest and said, look, there's no room for sentiment now. The club are in trouble. We're fighting for our lives yeah. and we've got to... You know, we've all got to pull together, really. Martin Ling commented that the situation really is quite a sad failure. Uh, and, and he also made quite a good point that in any other industry, you'd probably be struck off for this level of mass mismanagement. So, Not if you own a company, though, I guess. But, well, yeah, it's a Any regulated problem. industry you would be, but the FA don't seem to want yeah. to be interested. So Tuesday, 14th of February. So happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. Me and Paul had a fantastic <laughs> evening. Yeah, candlelit dinner for two. <laughs> so before the Plymouth match, the evening standard published a short article on the current situation Orient. So one paragraph that we've picked out said, spirits are low among senior players who are worried about the lack of strength in depth of the squad. A number of them are out of contract in May and it's thought most are keen to leave. There is concern amongst them about the attitude and stomach for the fight for some of their teammates. Yeah, no sources are quoted in that. So bit of a nothing article in my opinion. But yeah. it did also go on to say that Bacchetti is unwilling to sell for less than four million as he tries to get his money back. But again... There's no foundation for that poorly written article. There's no no one's quoted in it. Bacchetti's never said he wants four million. So how does Tom Colomosi actually want to? Um, how does he actually want to? Um, you know, come up with these with these numbers. So um, essentially, a bit of a nothing article. Well, didn't really see the point of him 
Well, to us, right, you know, to be honest. as far as we know, Bichetti only tra- communicates with two people, and that's Vito and Alessandro, and they weren't quote, they weren't quoted in the article. So unless the journalist has spoken to uh, one of those two, which he hasn't, I, I don't think you can really take uh, too much from that. But good to see, again, main media outlets picking up on uh, Orient at the moment, obviously standard. The Sun done a few things a few weeks ago on our article with Jay Simpson. So... Good to see. So Plymouth away on Valentine's evening. Team was announced. Um, Sergeant in goal. Back four of Judd, Hunt, Parks and Kennedy. Midfield of Cromer, Collins, Kelly and Semedo. And up front, Massey and Dolby. Substitutes, Granger, Clark, Mezegay, Moncur, Alzate, Lee Bird and Adebayejo. Yep. Uh, three changes for Yeovil as Callum Kennedy, Josh Caroma and Sam Dolby come in for Ivan Erico, Nigel Atangana and Paul McCallum, unfortunately. All suffered knocks at the weekend. Sammy Moore, unfortunately, was still out through illness and there was no, obviously, no Alex Chisak. I thought, for, from my point of view, very young side, but, you know, really what choice do we have? As, as Danny said, you know, we are down to bare bones, but let's hope with Liam Kelly back we can get something from this game, obviously writing it before the game. Shame about McCallum being injured. I think he was probably rushed back against Yeovil, probably a bit too quick. Yeah, for, for me. For me, yeah, yeah it wasn't the team <coughs> I envisaged, um, as Paul McCallum was missing, but uh, right formation, decent defence, and Massey up front, which was the right call, and a very young bench. So glad to say that we're joined on the line now by Matt Bristow. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, lads. You all right? Yeah, good, you? Yeah, very good. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us. What were your thoughts on the team? Uh, I, thought, I thought, I mean, going into the game, I, I was a bit, I was playing... There was advocate because I obviously thought the Knox County game was was the more important game of the week. I mean, you would get a good point in the oval, but what teams are going to pick? I didn't think you'd start. I thought Lyburn out was was a good move, um, and with McCallum out, you'd, you'd play Dolby in there. Um, and I thought it team pretty much picked itself really. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. We're in that situation where it does. Yeah. So Sam Needham underscore once a Caroma and Judd work well together against the Oval. Dolby could be being for a long night though if he doesn't get service. Yeah. Good tweet. So the Oval started in a four four two formation with Massey playing up front with Sam Dolby. And after an even start that saw shots from both teams, Plymouth took the lead in the tenth minute as Antoni Sarcevic 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 poked in from close range. So disappointing to go one 0 down so early, Matt. Yeah, well, I mean we started all right. We had a couple of couple of little. Pop shots, um, but you could see Plymouth, Plymouth were, were losing a bit of confidence passing the ball around the midfield. And the goal, I think, don't, I don't think anyone closed down on the on the on our sort of right hand sides. And the ball's whipped into I think to forward Taylor. And he, I mean, from from behind the goal, it looked like he was climbing all over Tom Parks, but um, it wasn't given. He hits it back to the midfielder who, who makes a little late run into the box, and he, he stabs home. So. And then previously, I guess heads would have gone down, we would have crumbled. So how did how, after going one down, how did we respond? I mean, obviously Danny Webb's built up a great spirit, and we seem like in a, a revitalised team. I mean, we, we always had that attacking threat with with Massey in attack, but I mean, as, as the half progressed, Plymouth was were were growing to the game and start and were passing the ball around really nicely. I mean, it, it was I wouldn't say we, we were defending against the wall, but Plymouth had a lot of possession and were, were looking. Confident playing the ball around, but they just couldn't score the second goal. They had a couple of chances in there. I think Sonogo hit one over the bar from from a, from a corner. Yeah, we got that. Um, yeah, twenty second minute that one. Yeah, and then just a couple of minutes after that effort, Josh Caroma takes a beautiful touch uh, to Dolby, who had a shot tipped over the bar. Yeah, I mean Caroma 
deserved, I mean, Chrome has deserved his start at Plymouth because he played really well at Yeovil and he, he sort of continued in the same vein. He was linking up well with Dolby and was probably linked up several, several times in the youth team before, so yeah. a little good incident between them. And then, yeah. more, and then more chances for Orient. Kelly heads yeah. over from a Collins free kick in the 28th minute. And in the 31st minute, Kelly had a shot, deflected shot from distance, but McCormack saved. So it sounds like we were creating a fair, a fair few bit of chances and more than what we have done recently. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was saying, having, having Massey, Massey was sort of given a free roll because you obviously had me on one side, Crow on the other side. So Massey was sort of the free man, so he could drift where, where he pretty much wanted. So he was, he was the outlet ball. And, but I mean, Kelly, Kelly made a difference as well. I mean, obviously he had his first start at Yeovil and the second start, he's in a bit more confident working well with Collins in the midfield. So we were, we were looking better going forward. Good, good to hear. Then, a slightly weird situation. In the 37th minute, Callum Kennedy was booked for tripping Saracevic on the halfway line, but and then it was so bad that he had to then be substituted off. So, Plymouth made two subs in the first half. It's a bit odd. A bit odd. I think both were injury-inflicted, though, weren't they? I think yeah. Yeah. the, the centre-half got, got injured in, the, in about the opening 15 minutes, and then the winger got injured. I, mean, I think Kennedy challenged him, didn't they? Didn't look too bad from overstanding, but, but uh, he had to go off as well. So I don't think Derek Adams was just too happy. The Plymouth boss, but yeah, yeah. And in, and in two more bookings in quick succession, so Tom Parks got booked for descent, and Nicky Hunt got booked for a late challenge, meaning that was Nicky Hunt's tenth booking of the season. It means he had a two-game suspension, so missed obviously the Notts County game and misses the game against Cheltenham. Um, Coincidence? I'm going, I'm going to leave that open there. Coincidence that he got booked. Well, I, I, the, the, the Tom Parks one was a, was a stupid booking. He got booked for descent. I mean, I think it was a, a ball down the left-hand side. He went for open throw and started, started having a go at the linesman. Referee told him to calm down. He had a go at him as well, so he got booked. <laughs> and, then Nicky, and then Nicky Hunt just goes through the back of their striker. The ball's played into him. He just goes straight through the back of him. So, obviously, I, I, I even tweeted you guys on, uh, did. on Tuesday night and said, is it a coincidence? He's, just, he's, he's booked and he's... He's walking on the tightrope before Notts County on Tuesday, so on Saturday, so. Yeah, okay. Then in the 43rd minute, so just before half time, Gavin Massey equalised. Talk us through that goal. Well, it was a sort of a. Sorry, sort of, I think it was now outborn to sort of the left hand side, just, just inside our own half. And he, he just took the ball with him towards the uh, Plymouth box. And as he got sort of to the edge of the 18 yard box, the Plymouth sort of. Uh, Snow, I think, allowed him to cut inside. So as soon as anybody knows, Matt Gamati's predominantly white foot, so he's saying, well, we could have wanted to show him down the line, but Snow allowed him to cut, cut inside. He cut inside, but the, the corner, the far corner was open, so he just curled it wonderfully inside the post. So yeah. it's about what we deserved in the first half performance. Great goal. And interestingly, I think Massey went straight to the bench to uh, give Danny Weber a hug and you can see all the players again flying straight in there which shows you the spirit that we had. But a great goal there from Massey. He's been in great form lately. Um, and in five minutes of injury time played in the first half. Plymouth had a few chances towards the end. I think Sokolik fired over from a yard out and then Fox followed wide but we got in at one all. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good, good, uh, good first half. I think it was, it was fairly even if you took all of the chances both teams had but I mean Plymouth, Plymouth would have been disappointed having taken an early lead to, to get pe- pegged back by the, the second bottom side if yeah. you put it in that context so yeah we rode our luck at times but you know going in at one always no no bad thing and, and the attendance was 8,054 that's big for a Tuesday night League 2 game with 156 well uh, I have seen that number 149 so I'm not quite sure which is 
which is accurate on there, but 156 fans um, trekked all the way down uh, to Plymouth there. Second half kicked off with no substitutions for Orient. Yeah, and in the 49th minute, Karoma beat Sawyer. Jordan in a low cross, which was punched away by McCormick. So good, a good attacking intent start to the second half there. Like you've already said, Karoma, worth a starting place as he's just come in. Seems like he's doing well. And then um, Samada got booked in the 52nd minute. And just two minutes later, Plymouth retook the lead as Matty Kennedy curled it in from inside the area. For me, I think he had a bit too much time in the box there. What, what were your, your views on that one, Matt? Well, uh, I think well, he, he, he cut inside. I think Joe had a few problems with him in the first half. He uh, he jumped in a few times, so, that, so Kennedy got got around the outside of him a couple of times in the first half. So I think in the second half, he, I think he'd been told to jock him a bit more, keep him keep him where you can see him. And when he did that, he, he allowed him to shape inside. And as soon as he shaped inside, he had one thought in his mind, which was curling in the far corner. And as soon as, as, soon as he, he, the ball left his foot, I think all of, all the Orient fans knew it was going in. Yeah. So it's a disappointing goal. I mean, we we haven't said it a lot in the last couple of weeks, but it was a goal considered just after half time again. I was going to say the curse of the second half strikes again. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, at that point, I just looked at my phone and thought, "No, we, this we're is not done. coming back this from this." Yeah. Yet. But in the 60th minute, uh, Kennedy of uh, Plymouth curled a shot beyond Sargent, which luckily hit the post, and we yes. cleared that away. That was fortunate. That another inch the other way, and it'd have gone in, right? It was basically a common copy of their second goal. Yeah. Pretty much. Just that if you, I mean, I wrote it in the, in the blog, but he pretty much, the ball went straight out to Kennedy, he, cut, he shaked back inside again and he, he clipped the post. I mean, it was, if you'd seen it again, you wouldn't have thought it was any different than the, from, the, from, his first, from his first goal. Okay. Okay, cool. and then Massey, 66 minute Massey, still fit, still running, passed with Collins before seeing his shot blocked. And in the 70th minute, Liam Kelly got booked. And we'll obviously speak about Liam Kelly uh, later. Yeah. Uh, 76th minute, decent effort from Karoma, who shot was safe for a corner. So more pressure. Um, I mean, we, we, were, we were pushing. When it got to about 70th, 70th minute, we were, we, were, we were certainly throwing men forward and, and pushing the eight class. And Karoma was very lively on the right wing. Lots of tricks, lots of skill to try and get the ball in the box to uh, the door with Massey. Were, were the uh, Plymouth crowd nervous? Could you tell they were nervous? And could you, did they look you nervous on the pitch? around the stadium because the ball would the ball would go in a box and it wouldn't be cleared like normally it'd get cleared by those heads but it was getting cleared it wouldn't go it wouldn't go where they wanted it it would go it would land straight off feet so the pressure was still on them so there was there was a sense of nervousness around the stadium yeah in 86 minute I guess I think this is the key moment I think um, a Plymouth corner ball deflects of Bolvitis hits the post before Sergeant pulls off a great save to keep it out um, do you want to talk us through that one Matt? said that because in the 88th minute Massey strikes again as he lashed the ball into the net from the Samalo cross so for me that was similar to the oval goal uh, and if there was one man you would want in that position for the ball to come out to it would be Massey great finish yeah I mean I think if you, if you read uh, Massey's interview afterwards he, he spoke about saying I think Kennedy 
I, got, I, was, I was down the back and I started walking down the front. You can sense that something, you get a bit of pressure, so I started walking down the front thinking it could happen here. And Kennedy, Kennedy crossed the ball. I think thought we must have got slices of touches. So Matthew, they left in absolute eight at the back post and he fired it underneath the keeper. That was, I mean, all the Warrior fans went, were jubilant behind the goal when that, when that went in. That's a polite way of putting it, I think. <laughs> you got a black eye out of that, didn't you? No, that's later. Yeah, I went, I went down the front and uh, Massey came to celebrate and, and Sam Dobby came over to celebrate with the fans and as he as he went to hug the fans, he, he slapped me in the eye. So, uh, that was... Uh, <laughs> Sam well, Dolby. I, I, didn't, I didn't care to, honestly. Yeah. Surprised so, Plymouth uh, didn't report them to the, into the oh, FA for that. Very good, very good. Well, I'll get eight heads for that one. There's actually damage there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then it looked, it looked like we yeah. made the two-all draw, which we all would have been happy with. Um, and in the 94th minute, there's only one man who could do this justice. So we'll let um, Dave Victor tell you what happened in the 94th minute. On the right-hand side with Gavin Massey. Massey with the pace into the penalty chair. He pulls it back. Opportunity here. And it comes to Sandre Tomino. And would you believe it? Sandre Tomino has grabbed a dramatic winner for late night. Deep into stoppage time. In the fifth minute of stoppage time. I reckon there's not more than 100 travelling supporters. But they're celebrating there with Sandre Tomino. And you can understand why. That could be such a precious goal in late night's Fight for league survival. And Danny Webb but 33 years of age he has got the very best out of the experienced players and the youngsters and it's the youngster that's grabbed the winner there man <laughs> on the right hand side well, I don't think I've ever heard uh, Dave Victor so animated so it was great to see uh, the last minute goal and obviously that got us the three points so Matt what was it like in the away end when that, when that went in Absolutely, he, yeah. He takes the touch, and as the ball hit the back of the net, I've never seen an away crowd go as mental as that did. On <laughs> limbs everywhere, limbs everywhere. You turn around and looked at everybody, and everybody was either down the front celebrating or celebrating themselves, or God knows what was going on. Amazing, amazing. And like David said, there wasn't couldn't have been more than a few seconds more to play, and full time whistle went. And uh, again, we saw the pictures at full time of you know. The fans celebrating with Samedo and everyone in the club. It must have been a great, a great atmosphere and a, an end yeah, to a super really, evening. It was brilliant. I mean, it, it, the, the, the best part is if you, if you watch the, the highlights again, is when Samedo scores a goal, you see every member of that Orient squad run, run, run all to, cel- to celebrate with Yeah, that was inspiring. Kevin, I mean, goes to celebrate with the dugout, Judd and all them pile into Samedo. So he showed that everyone was together. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's genuinely inspiring to see that because I think we've genuinely lacked that togetherness and team spirit. They, they, they look like a group of players that had just come together on the day and cobbled in and, and, and put in the squad. But now they actually look like they're playing for each other, they're fighting for each other and they're playing for the badge, which is all we ever asked for. Absolutely. So to, to end, Matt, your, so your, your thoughts on the game, did we deserve it in the end or were we lucky mm. to nick the win? I mean, I, 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 thought we, I thought we deserved at least to put the game. I mean, they had chances, and when any teams only got a one-goal lead, I mean, twice they had, they had that. They didn't kill us off. They didn't score the second goal, which might have dampened the mood a bit. And coming, so coming from the, the point of yoga where we were, we did really well there. You, you could sense there was something a bit about Orient, and you knew you knew we would get chances. So when the second half happened, I think if you took the last twenty minutes into account, then we definitely deserved the win. 
Fantastic. Cool. Well done for going, mate. You're a, you're a genuine trooper. And um, thanks for coming on the show and giving us your your first-hand experience yeah. of that game. It is appreciated. And um, safe travels. I'll probably see you next at we'll Newport. We'll see you Saturday. No, we'll see you I'll Saturday. see you Saturday at Cheltenham, yeah. Against Cheltenham. Yeah, I'll see you Saturday, lads. Take Cheers. care. Tell them, mate. Matt. So that's Matt Bristow's thoughts on the Plymouth game. So Matt was obviously there. You can read Matt's blogs. He uh, blogs on, he's on Twitter. We retweet his tweets. And he at also Matt posts uh, on Facebook. But yeah, you can find him at Matt Bristow. So we won the match 3-2. Amazingly, Danny Webb said after the game, in the 18-man squad, there were 10 <coughs> academy products, which is outstanding. But don't forget about the other eight. People like Gavin Massey, Nicky Hunt, Liam Kelly, Tom Parks, Callum Kennedy, and Michael Collins bring so much to the table. And on the bench, you have players that have stayed professional. You saw after we scored the winner, they were all on the pitch. Those lads didn't think we are not going on, out on tonight, so we're going to sulk because we are all in this together. So again, a great quote there from Danny Webb showing the spirit within the squad and what he has built because that, that spirit wasn't there prior to him building it yeah a la Slade you know everyone had that uh, Russell Slade I distinctly remember saying that you know just because those guys on the bench didn't get a yeah. game they were still well, right behind all those players that were on the pitch doing their best so league table meant unfortunately we stayed in 23rd but we moved uh, within le- on level points of Cheltenham and one point behind Notts County and Accrington and we're just two points behind Hartlepool who have joined the relegation yeah, well, battle. we dragged them into it. They've Absolutely. been dragged into it now. Two weeks ago they were nowhere near it and now because other teams have been winning and like we won, they're back there in it now which is good. We're going to do a full round-up yeah. of the league table after the Notts County match. Yeah, so, so my your, views yeah, of that. Your views? Uh, for me, what an amazing result. No one really could have predicted well with the exception of one person <laughs> yeah. but we'll come on to that later. Just really shows you what togetherness, team spirit, determination and the desire to do well with a game plan, a good game plan does to a group of players. I I genuinely still can't believe we won. It was such a vital win. And obviously make no mistake about that. Gavin Massey has hit some great form at last and he will be vital to our efforts staying up. We've scored late goals in recent games and I have to put that down to the fitness of the players. Well done, Michael Amoa. I have to say, like, like we said say, earlier yeah. uh, in, in, uh, in response to George's tweets, uh, that they just didn't look pre- fit at the end of pre-season. I think this is really does play a huge part on how well you do during the season. So well done to all involved. Enjoy the moment. But we have several more vital games that we need to get points from, so focus on those now. I'm really enjoying listening to Danny Webb's interviews. I think he comes across really well. And all the nonsense from Plymouth. Their manager is a horrible human being. <laughs> he lacks grace and the dignity to be a top manager I really genuinely hope they miss out on promotion yep and obviously we'll come on a bit more uh, to Plymouth uh, in a little bit so yeah so my view is a superb win shows the togetherness and the spirit that Danny has created you know like I've said once Plymouth went 2-1 up I thought that's it we're not going dead and buried yeah but to get an equaliser in the 88th minute and then snatch a winner in the 94th minute is outstanding yeah well done to all 11 men on the pitch and all the subs who played a part all battled and fought for the shirt Massey Two goals against the Meadow, like Matt said, came, ball came out to me thinking he ain't going to hit this, he's going to smack it over, but great finish by Semedo in the last minute, I've, and I've been critical of Semedo, but fair play to him. Sargent done very well, produced some great saves, again in the 86th minute, game-saving save. Karoma and Judd continue to do well, Danny Webb take a bow, you know, what a victory. Huge amount of respect to those fans who travelled all the way on Valentine's Day to see that, and I <laughs> hope your other halves weren't too disappointed. So those were our views, your view, so... I would say that was probably, after a match, it's probably the most tweets I think we've We've ever received. So thank you for all the tweets. We can't mention all of them. Uh, Otherwise, we would be here all night. So we'll mention a selection. Firstly, from at Boatsy, who says, Desire, heart, passion, and great work ethic. 
with this belief and determination, we will stay up. What a Buc- fantastic win. Yeah, at Bucko551 said, think I'm having a heart attack, can't breathe, Orient, you will be my demise. And I have to say, just in response to David, that he was struggling. He was so yeah. excited. He was struggling very, very animated. Pass very off. animated. Paul R. Gregory <coughs> said, full respect to Danny Webb and his players. That result is immense. And there's real hope now for the first time in ages. And I think that's why people were so you know, into it and so overwhelmed because that hope is back and that hope had been gone for Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tommy Atkinson, six, matched Plymouth and totally deserved the win. Well done, boys. There's hope yet. Vince Howard, 73, said, that, gentlemen, is what supporting Orient is all about. Next time, can we just score a bit early, please, make it a bit more comfortable? (laughs) At Sam (laughs) Cass 9 said, someone forgot to tell Danny Webb that we're meant to already be dead. Sandro Semedo has got a fair bit of stick this season. Never hidden despite the pressure and now the hero. Good yeah, point. At 67, Sammy. So well done, Sam, for going. And I know you took your youngest. So well done on a fantastic evening. It says, amazing result. They dug deep and came up with the goods. Two fingers up to FB. He won't kill this club. At Ross McCaff. Fair play to the fans that went all that way. There's not been many times this season the journey's been worth it. Yeah, at Matt Kalamesk says, I got arrested tonight. Officer said, you on drugs? And I said, yes. He said, which one? And I replied... Orient is my drug. <laughs> at, at Gary Talbot 7 said, Clearly the little club with a big heart was beating again in Devon. Brilliant. At Wadsey said, I'd forgotten what it feels like to be excited. What an amazing feeling. More of the same, please. And, uh, you know, obviously we weren't there, but watching it through Twitter, when that came through in the 93rd, when you just saw some meadow in caps, I think from the official Orient Twitter feed and 3-2, you're just like... No, Man, it was killer, be, yeah. And then listening to listening Orient to Dave Victor yeah, yeah. still now, that still puts hairs on the back Brilliant. of my neck up. Brilliant. Gingery ID eighty one said everyone asked for the fight. The bookings show they want it. Fifteen games to go, twenty points off the playoffs. It can be done, but safety first. I will say good point about the bookings. We started to get a lot of bookings. There was quite a few in that one, and yeah. when we come set there's a few more. At Barry Mittelman it sounds like Webb has ignited great spirit. Sour grapes at the end from Adams bad loser and negative manager I think Adams went and spoke to the ref at the full time whistle again and then was quoted after the match a few times saying no he wasn't doubt. very happy no so, doubt yeah, bad, no loser, doubt. bad loser and it wouldn't be surprised me if they rushed to the referee's office oh, absolutely. To, to complain about what we're going to talk about after as well but yeah, just a very negative club David Medjik said never have I ever been part of something like that the scenes on that second and third goal something good is happening yeah the authentic gas is not in a million years did I imagine four points from the two away games well done Webby and the lads somewhere in Mayfair Franny is throwing his toys out of his pram again right now the whole squad now to be frozen now on Saturday question mark like yeah. That, yeah John Macker 1977 absolutely buzzing Webby is installing the never say die attitude fantastic win and it's now vital we push on yeah Orient Dave is a huge huge three points and maybe the manner in which it happened is even bigger three goals should give us great belief I mean yeah not many it's teams will point. go to Plymouth and score three goals yeah and the fact that we've got goals in us I think we had something like 14 or 15 shot, like, shots on target which it's incredible yeah at LOFC, Chaz, 100% the performance of the season. Coming from behind twice shows the players want this. Cannot fault anyone. They were absolutely superb. Masses on fire and play like this week in, week out. We will stay up. Yeah, Ian K. Richardson said 15 games to go, only two of the top seven to play and all six of bottom seven to play. So fixtures are smiling on us at the moment. Yeah, good point. Well made, Ian. Uh, at Odeer Walshy, the current togetherness and team attitude to get us out of this mess is great to see. Can't say they don't care. Yeah, Jack Coates, 14, said, I thought we worked harder for the win. The ref was biased, just listening to the crowd, but we deserved it. Massey was on another level. So a man like Gav, <laughs> smashing it. Yeah, at Linden Orient said, I have not gone 
I have not gone mad of a goal like that since the playoff second leg. Amazing scenes. I have a lot of faith in Danny. Yeah, and then the final word, we've used boats to get because I saw quite a lot of these and we should have we should have done something around this. So I saw Didn't loads of tweets with roses are red, violets are blue and loads of dot, dot, dot. But obviously he <laughs> finishes on saying, roses are red, violets are blue, Leighton Orient 3, Plymouth 2. Yeah, so that well. rounds off Valentine's Day very nicely. Yep, so a huge well done to Magnus Pugna who correctly predicted that Orient would win 3-2 tonight so you get three points. And interestingly, you also predicted a 90th minute winner. Unfortunately, you had Nicky Hunt to score. So you were really, really close, mate. Really close. So well done to everybody who guessed in the Prediction League. Yep, so Wednesday 15th of February. So Plymouth Argyle released a statement in the morning. So now reported Liam Kelly to the FA for reportedly pushing over a ball boy. And more to come on that story later yep. on. Yep, Gavin Massey is named in the EFL team of midweek following his performance versus Plymouth, so well done Gav. Yeah, and then late in the evening, I think it's about 9pm, friend of the podcast, Kevin Nugent, is appointed first team coach at Barnet. Um, so we wish Kev all the luck in the world, apart from when they are playing Orient, and I'm sure he'll do a good job down there. I think he yeah. started off yesterday with a one-all draw at home to Portsmouth, who scored a late equaliser, so... Good start. Good start, Kev, yeah. Yep. Thursday the 16th of February, man of the moment, Gavin Massey is awarded the Sky Bet League 2 goal of the night for his... First goal versus Portsmouth, so sorry, versus Plymouth, so well done to Gav. Yeah, great goal there, he's on fire like we said, he is and Liam Kelly is charged by the FA uh, over the ball boy gate, so obviously we didn't report on it during the match, but I'm sure everyone knows what happened, ball goes out of play, Liam Kelly goes to get it off the ball boy, pushes him over, ball boy goes flying. Unnecessary. That's what's done, so statement read, Leighton Orient's Liam Kelly has been charged by the FA following the game at Plymouth Argyle on the 14th of February. It is alleged he committed an act of violent conduct in the 86th minute, which was not seen by the match officials, but caught on video, contrary to rule E3. That's interesting that to come off topic, because he got booked in the 70th minute. And if the ref had seen that, I'm surprised he didn't put out a yellow and send Liam the ref Kelly did off, because he did see it, that's what the I'm saying. The ref was looking straight at yeah, him. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even book him. Um, the statement went on to say, furthermore, the FA submitted a claim that the standard punishment for this alleged offence would be clearly insufficient, which I guess is three games. The player has until 6pm on 17th of February 2017 to respond to the charge. And, and having, yeah, having seen the footage on several occasions, it's, it's pretty conclusive and, and indefensible really. Really think the local Plymouth media really making the most of it too. Obviously a bit of a slow news year for them. Yeah, like, a lot happens down in Plymouth. They made a massive meal out of it. Yeah. Uh, obviously didn't take losing well. So Friday 17th of February, Gavin Massey again. So... This time he won the Skybet lead to goal of the month for January for his strike away to Portsmouth, which was a great strike. Um, man at the moment, man like Gav. Can't stop scoring. I mean, that was a great goal and I just hope we can keep holding him in the summer because if he keeps on doing stuff like this, he ain't going to hang around for too much longer regardless yeah. of whether he's under contract or not. Yep, so ahead of the Notts County game, Danny Webb spoke to George Sessions and he said, you can't help but glance at the league table, but I try not to and I've told the players the same. I want them to switch off as soon as they go home from training and don't go on the internet and look at other teams' form and fixtures. He goes on to say, we need to concentrate on ourselves and what will be. What will be, will be. And if we keep playing like we did at Plymouth, then things will be positive for us. But we are still second from bottom. There's a long way to go, and we're probably still favourites to go down. So we need to make sure we keep proving people wrong. So like that a lot. Yeah, again, great words from Danny there. And at 6.45, the club put out the following statement regarding Liam Kelly. It said... It was never the intention of Liam to be violent and he apologises profusely to both the ball boy and to Plymouth Argyle. The club strongly deny the accusation of violent conduct given to the player and reference an incident involving Matt Ritchie was playing for Swindon Town in a game against Oxford United on March the 3rd, 2012, where the player was only cautioned for a similar offence. In addition, an incident 
involving Eden Hazard during Capital One Cup match on January 23rd, 2013 for Chelsea against Swansea City also took place where the player not only pushed but also kicked the ball boy in the ribs. This incident was heard by commission where a free game ban was deemed sufficient. So due to this, we thought that what happened on Tuesday with Liam is no more serious than the above cases. And then... And then, yeah, the FA met at 6 o'clock and then at 8 o'clock they announced that Liam Kelly will be banned for six games with immediate effect. So where's the consistency? Yeah, I mean, that's... Just when you want the governing body to come in and, and, and be fair and consistent. All right, Liam's in the wrong, completely and utterly in the wrong. No way you should be doing that to the ball boy. The ball boy looked like he quickly got up and was about to roll the ball over to the corner flag. Yeah. So why Liam felt the need to shove him or try and get the ball off him, just... The ball boy was genuinely, he looked like he was doing his job. I feel sorry for him. Well, it's probably frustration at that point. <clears throat> 2 1 down, because it was, it was the 86th minute, we were 2 1 down, yeah. chasing equaliser, and he's probably thinking, oh, we, you know, he's probably just got the complete game on his And mind. now we've lost him yeah. for six weeks. Well, for me, it's. Which is till the end of March, uh, for six games. For me, is... he deserved the ban. I think all Warrant fans probably agree he deserved the ban, but it's just the length of the ban that's kind exactly. of peed everyone off. So Hazard, like I mentioned, only got three, and he kicked the ball boy in the ribs. You know? so exactly. I'm not saying pushing or kicking a ball boy is right, whatever, but. There's got to be some consistency. And this yeah. lad, you know, when you say ball boy, he's not like an 11-year-old kid. He's 17. Same age as Dolby and same age as Judge. So I ain't this little kid who can't defend himself. It's not some, a nine-year-old kid, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's someone who's classed as an adult. It doesn't make it right. Um, and the tweet we put out had loads of fans from other teams, so not Orient fans or Plymouth, Plymouth fans, who thought the, you know, yeah. the ban was probably, most people thought the ban was spot on. So maybe we're just biased. Towards Liam, might be maybe, but maybe your, your, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, discussing an ugly episode really could do without the attention, and and I'm questioning why did we appeal it? I guess you probably don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out who was behind the appeal. Yeah, um, it was blatant. We had no right to appeal it. Kelly's in the wrong, and the FA are wrong yet again, as they have precedence on this type of incident. But I think they make it up as they go along, really. Um, and I don't think it's any coincidence that our improvement in players coincided with, with Kelly's return and now we've lost him on the eve of a vital game with, as we said earlier, six of the seven yeah. around us to play. So, uh, stupid all round really, horrible episode, it's not becoming of a of an episode at Leighton Orient and I can't remember the last time anybody was involved in something like that for, for the club so... Move on. It's yeah. been done, dusted. Yeah, Maybe so thanks for all your tweets on that. We had loads on Friday night. We won't mention any, otherwise this will be an epic podcast. But thank you for all your views on that one. So Saturday, 18th of February, which was yesterday, uh, the under-18s began their Merit League 1 campaign at home to Cambridge United with the goal coming from... Ha- Arnold Haxiu. Yeah, so he scored the goal. <laughs> uh, and Paul, you made a note. You said he started two league games and come on as a sub six times. That's a new name to us. So yeah, it's good to see more new names because obviously as established youth players make the step up, it's got to be players who yeah have got to come through. So good to see that, which leads us nicely to Notts County at home as Kevin Nolan and Richard Thomas returned to Brisbane Road for a relegation encounter. Absolutely. Team lined up with Sergeant in goal, Judd Mezegay-Parks-Kennedy with Karoma, Atangana, Collins, Samido and McCallum and Massey. Subs were Granger, Clark, Moore, Moncur, Alzate, Dolby and Lybird. That meant three changes from Plymouth as Teddy Mezegui, Nigel Atangana and Paul McCallum all start with Paul McCallum as captain of the O's as both Nicky Hunt and Liam Kelly are suspended and obviously Robbie Weir who is team captain is out with an ACL yeah. injury long term. So your so views on that one? Surprised that Paul McCallum was given the captain's armband. I thought a more experienced pro-like uh, Callum Kennedy might have been given it um, but fair play um, uh, Danny Webb had his reasons for it that's all good and for me the rest of the team lined up as you'd expect it really because 
That's who, that's who we've got. Yeah, if I like it, that's exactly the line I would have picked. Um, so I was very happy with that. Mm. So match kicked off. Good atmosphere in Cybersburn Road. It yeah, was loud. It was really good, actually. Big turnout. Yeah, decent. And the match was only five minutes old with Shola Amiobi uh, and Tom Parks clashed and Parks was straight down. You could tell in like a few seconds that it looked pretty bad. He weren't moving. Play carried on and he weren't moving. Ball got kicked out. It looked oh, like from where we were sat at the other end that he'd fallen awkwardly. I yeah. thought he might have been winded or busted rib, but it looked like, it looked like he was winded. Into yeah. It. So after five minutes of treatment, <coughs> um, Tom Parks had to go off and Sam Dorby came on. So a bit of a reshuffle at the back as Callum Kennedy moved to centre back. Sandra Tomato moved to left back. Massey moved to left wing. And Sam Dorby went up front. Absolutely. On the 17th minute, or in the 17th minute rather, a moment of magic really from Gavin Massey as Sam Sargent caught across and found Massey who runs from inside his own half, beat two players and has a decent shot that is saved. The ball comes back to him as he tries to find McCallum and Dalby and two Notts County players are on the line to stop the shot. That was a great attack. That turn, the way he took his first marker he out. He spun Brilliant. two Notts... He played the ball between two yeah. Notts County players Full with of, his back to another Notts County goal in his own half and he spun them both and just ran. Full of confidence. Absolutely Full of outrageous. Confidence. Full of Outrageous skill. Unlucky. Fantastic. Unlucky that wasn't a goal. Loved it. If that had been a goal, it'd be, that'd be, that would that be a goal of the day. Would have been goal all day long. Though. Goal so, of the weekend, no question. Wasn't to be though. Unfortunately, Sandra Semedo got booked uh, for foul on the halfway line. I made a note here. He must be coming up to five bookings. He got booked on Tuesday. Don't worry about his stats. He's he's got to be on four, at least four. On that might have been his fifth. And then the thirty-first minute, Semedo crossed in, uh, and Atangana got in ahead of his defender, but poked the ball wide, um, and that proved to be costly because in the thirty-fifth minute, Notts County took the lead. Slightly against one of play, their keeper. It was literally route one football. So their keeper, and um, I don't know if people remember this. And I didn't until you told me. That's the keeper who saved the penalties at Wembley for Rotherham. Yes, Adam Conley. Conley. Yeah. yeah, bastard. Yeah, um, that was his fifth booking. By yeah, I was it. Checked, yeah. yeah, I thought it must have been so because yeah, he um, got booked three in the in the last and he three got games. Booked to Plymouth. Yeah, so route <laughs> one football from them. Um, Amiobi missed the initial header. Ball bounced. Mezegay failed to clear and ended up flicking it backwards into Grant's path. He just poked into the back of the net out of nothing. Terrible goal for me to concede that one. Yeah. And we were one down. Yeah, well, and it was really one. And Callum Kennedy and uh, who else was, was involved? Mezegay should have done better, really. Yeah, Mezegay couldn't get enough power on his head at back because as the ball was spinning behind him. But disappointing to go a goal down. And then following the goal, we had some decent pressure. We did. Kroma looked very lively, I've got to say, in the first half. Had the beating of really his fullback. Good. Had the beating of his fullback from the first minute. Yeah. Massey looked lively. McCallum and Dorby couldn't really get into it. I thought they having problems getting into the game. Couldn't get the service to him. Yeah. Um, it was a shame. Josh Kroma has, has done well before. in that game. He'd done well against Yeovil away. Well, not that we were there to see it, but from what we heard, he'd, he'd done well, and especially you know Plymouth as well. So, Good luck to him. Um, he came on. He hadn't really been given much of a chance. It's really yeah. good to see that he has really been. Really good. So six minutes of injury time uh, and a half-time whistle went and we were slightly, I'd say, slightly unfortunate to trail. I'm not being um, in, yeah. We had a lot of possession, half and yeah. half, but neither keeper were really worked that well for me. Crowd, um, um, crowd, really good. Really good. When you go goal down, there's none of this, yeah, it's all literally focusing on the team, supporting the team, everyone behind Danny Webb, heard lots yeah. of... Danny Webb's red and white armies and stand up for the Orient. It's very good to see. It refreshing, I would say. Hundred percent better atmosphere, more enjoyable for yeah, the players to come and play in. Hopefully, a bit intimidating for the opposition. Decent half though. We played well. Coromas looked good, and so has Massey. McCallum and Dolby really not able to get into the game. Crowd were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a poor goal to concede. There were five thousand five hundred and eighty-five 
fans inside the ground with 705 from Notts County. I don't think they've ever brought that many down oh, really? uh, in the park. I don't think, right, that, okay. no, not really. Maybe three or four or five hundred, but not, not 700 that I can remember. Yep, so second so, half kicked off, no subs for the O's, and then the curse, the, well, the dreaded curse, the second half strikes again. As Notts County doubled their lead in the 48th minute, um, a bit of a bizarre one. Um, Sam Sargent came, well, he came out for the cross. Their man put in a great, it was a really good ball actually. I don't think so at the time, but their number eight put in a fantastic ball in between Semedo and Stead. And yes. It looked like Sargent had both hands on the ball and was going to clasp it, but as he had he did both wasn't. hands, or appeared to have both hands, or slightly both hands, Stead sticks out his foot, gets it, goes over Sargent. It was chest high, it was a high, it was I, a high boot. It, it looked, it looked for high. For me, that, wasn't, that shouldn't have been a goal, because either Sam had it in his hands and he's kicked it out of his hands, or the boot was high. One of those two would suggest to me that that should have been our free kick. Uh, I, spur of the moment, heat of the moment, his leg was high. If you want, if you want to say that Sam Dolby didn't have control of the ball, fine. Sam Sargent. His boot, sorry, Sam Sargent. If he didn't have control of the ball, I can accept that. But the boot was still high. I think his boot was okay, actually. I, I, I think we've put, a few people have put clips of freeze-framed on telly of Sargent appearing to have both hands on the ball. Yeah, but I mean, this I'll ref, go with that then. This ref yesterday was massively. I'm sure you morbidly most people listening to this were probably there, but he was obese. Uh, to be polite, he, he was obese. For a referee, it was disappointing because as the goal goes in, you've got three defenders standing there who just think it ain't going to get given. When maybe more of an effort could be made to run towards the line, but and it was it was uh, Miles Judd who was who was marking yeah. him. Yeah, so it wasn't meant to be, and the goal stood. And even Judd Steed looks slightly surprised when it was given. He kind of gets up and he look. You can see him look at the line, waiting for a flag to be up, and there ain't no flag. And two 0 But credit to Ryan, forty ninth minute, we struck back instantly as Nigel Atangana had a header, hit the crossbar, and ball fell to McCallum. Coolly nodded in the rebound with his 11th goal of the season to make it 2-1. That was a good goal, that. That yeah. was good anticipation by Paul McCallum good, to stay there and, and be well. onside. Good build-up from Judd, who yeah. put a nice pass to Karoma, put a great ball to Asangana, good header, and great to see that it, fighting for the fighting for the match. It's nice to see us being the ones dishing out that sort of a return, because yeah. before we've had two yeah, players yeah. who've gifted goals like that, where we've been sharper to the second ball. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, it's, good, yeah, good it's good that now it's, it's us that, that are dishing that out. So, Following this, the next 20 minutes of play with both teams looking uh, for, the, for, for the goal. O's to draw level, Notts County to clinch a win. But Josh Caroma got booked in the 63rd minute. And the referee was, you know, we always get poor refs. I, I don't know. And even Mark that was sat behind me, like, he, he couldn't really believe this ref. And I said, this is probably one of the better refs that we've had down here uh, this he season. He was really bad, I thought, yesterday. Oh, he was he terrible. Was really I think the Caroma but booking was... But there's worse. Caroma booking was no... Because Notts County play made an identical foul two minutes before. Didn't, didn't get a yellow. Right. And yeah. Caroma did. And in the 70th minute, the game should have been over as a microwave kind of cross uh, found ahead of uh, John Stead, completely unmarked in the six-yard box who put it wide and he should have already finished that. So still lucky to be in it. Yeah, on the 77th minute, Gavin Massey collects a pass from Kennedy and cuts back onto his right foot. Curls an effort, which is saved by Colin. Good, good save. save. That, yeah. Good keeper, I thought, that. He Colin, is a good unfortunately. Keeper. And in the 81st minute, we equalised. The Brisbane Road went mental as oh, a Semedo cross came out to Massey who smashed a volley into the box. Ball ricocheted, came out to Teddy Mezegay, who literally just thumped the ball That was a really good corner. goal, because he finish. could have absolutely rose-headed that. Great finish, and he went straight into the, uh, the corner of the north stand, and even Theo would get involved with the celebrations, and again, all players straight to the goal scorer. Massive celebration, and you think, in really 10 minutes left, we've pulled it back from 2-0 down. Let's go and win this game. Come on, Orion. The technique 
And the te- technical ability to do that should not be underestimated because if he was a split second later, their defender would have got great, first. Great finish, no S- chance for the keeper. Fair play to Teddy. And I spoke to him afterwards outside the supporters' club. Yeah. Really nice, level-headed yeah, guy. Good. Yeah, so fantastic. Um, sadly, but, though, yeah. sadly, though, in the 84th minute, our celebrations are short-lived as poor defending allowed John Stead to coolly place the ball in the back of the net. Um, at, at the far post, really poor defending there on so many levels. Mezigay out of position should have yeah. done better. Karoma was involved there, should have prevented the cross from coming in. Nigel Atangana miskicked it and ended up nutmegging himself. Um, and that's how the ball found its way to as soon as, to as, as soon as it came to Stead, knew he was yeah, going to finish it all day long. Good finish, a player that experience. Ain't gonna miss that. But it like wasn't said, a difficult goal though. It was a side foot into not quite into the corner, but just in, inside. But if, if it had come to someone like John Stead mm. or Oli Palmer, I know uh, who I'd prefer to be on taste, to take yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know Lisby. That's a goal that Lisby would have put into the corner. But or Simpson, yeah, yeah. but not necessarily. Up that's who in we the miss. Division, but that's who we so miss. So gut wrenching. So gut wrenching to concede a goal just three minutes after conceding an equaliser. But to be fair, players' heads didn't go down. We searched for an equaliser, and despite five minutes of injury time. No real chances to talk about, really. Unable to find the goal, and we slipped to a costly 3-2 defeat at home to one of our relegation rivals. Yeah, Danny Webb spoke um, to the media after the match. He said on Tom Parks, I think it's a very serious injury. Unfortunately, it looks like a pelvic fracture initially, but hopefully it isn't that bad. Obviously, it's hard to tell the diagnosis straight away, but he's been one of our players of the season in terms of consistency and putting his body on the line. He goes on to say, Callum had a very sore thigh. Not only did he play through the pain barrier for the team, but he went to centre-back up against a forward who is six foot five. There are a lot of players out there against Notts County who went above and beyond, and they'll continue to do that until the end of the season. Yeah, I like that. Dave Victor also sent out a few tweets that we'll uh, take a few quotes from. So he said that Danny said... Those boys are giving everything. I can't ask for more from them. For five games of five really good performances, but not enough points. Danny also said there's been big improvements. The players are giving the support with something to enjoy. Passion from some of their own. I agree with that. I did quite enjoy yesterday. It was a good performance, apart from the result. Um, and then the last thing that Dave Victor tweeted about, which is probably uh, the most relevant, he said Danny explained that the president has said that no new players will be coming in. So after deadline day, Danny did say he wanted to look at the free agent list, see if he could bring anyone in. But it looks like that will not happen. And even with Tom Parks' injury, where we could do with another experienced defender, or anyone, really, uh, it looks like there will be no new faces down at the Orient, unfortunately. Yeah. So, league table meant that we stayed in 23rd, having played 32. We've only won eight, we've drawn five, but we've lost a massive 19 games. We've now, unfortunately, got a goal difference of minus 15, and we are now only on 29 points. At one point, the table was actually looking quite favourable for us. Uh, Newport, who are below us, uh, were in tw- uh, staying 24th. They were 2 0 up against Cambridge but ended up losing 3 uh, 2. Hartlepool in 22nd managed to get a 1 all draw with Plymouth. Uh, and Cheltenham in 21st beat Yeovil 2 0. Yeah. So they've got a bit of form, Cheltenham. So yeah, that's Cheltenham. not going to be an easy game no. next week. So Your views on that one? Yeah, gutted that we didn't get something from this game. The curse of conceding within the first 10 minutes of the second half strikes again. I make that about 12 goals in 12 games, Bloody roughly. Okay. We have to be more clinical in each box. We have to defend better and be more clinical in the opposition box as well. Massey and Karoma were absolutely superb. Yep, agree with that. We created lots, 59% possession overall, but we really didn't work their goalkeeper enough. Really, really proud of the players. Love how the supporters are backing the players. And as I say, speaking to Teddy Mezegay outside the supporters club after, he said there's more belief and freedom in the way they play. 
It goes without saying that we need all the points we can get from now until the end of the season. It is still in our hands, so we have to keep the faith. Yeah, like it. Your thoughts? Yep, so close, but so far, you know, at 2 all, yeah. only one team should win the game. Only one team should win the game after coming back from 2 0 down at home, 10 minutes left. <clears throat> I think a draw would have been a fair result. That's been the story of our season, isn't it? Because neither goalkeeper really worked that much, no. to be fair. But I mean, all three goals conceded, mm. all of them were poor, and all could have been preventable. And I'm yeah. sure Danny Webb will be going through the, the videos of those goals with his defence and Sam tomorrow. For Massey and Karoma or Ace, it's Karoma in the first half, especially. I think he tired a bit in the second half, or they cottoned on to him a bit more. I thought Nige was better yeah, as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, Collins was a bit lax yesterday, wasn't he? With some I thought. I thought. In. I thought compared next to Atangana, I thought Atangana was the better of the two yesterday. For McCallum, mm-hmm. Dolby found it tough. Even though McCallum scored, he didn't really get much apart from the goal. He didn't really. Could not say he'd done much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And being captain as well, I thought Dolby found it tough, but making some good little runs. But I just thought the experience of Stead and Amiobi for them, they had the beating of our defenders all day long, roughed them up. Just use their experience, little nudges here and there. Don't they had to do great atmosphere again at Brisbane Road. And if we defend better, the results will come and we yeah, will win. You know, absolutely. so your views, uh, again, loads of views. We'll only mention a selection of what we got. So, dear Stu, message us and said, it's an interesting point actually. Yeah, Be I agree. To get feedback on this, so let us know what you think of this at Orient Outlook or give us an email orientoutlook.com. So he said, for me, Webb got it wrong when Parks went off. Should have kept the attacking players as it was and moved Nigel to centre half and brought on Sammy Moore. I agree. To expect Kennedy to mark one of Steed or Amiobi is a bad decision. They tower over him and all County did was lump the ball up to them all game and try and get lucky, which they did three times through our poor defending. Nigel, for me, is a liability at the moment. PMAC, clearly not fit. Yes, our squad is thin, but just think Webb got it wrong today. On to next week. Fingers crossed for a big win against Cheltenham. Up the O. So it makes a good point there. Was the sub right? You know, we had, Michael Clark, to... we had Michael Clark on the bench. Not to bring Michael Clark on because it would have been his debut. Um, and to bring him on either against Stead or Amiobi... I just think that would have been too hard for Michael Clark so early on in the game. Yeah. Um, and when, when you know, that sub was made, it did look like we, we were going to bring Atangana on, which I, sorry, Atangana into cent, central defence, which I think would have been a good a good call. But, you know, this is all easy to say in hindsight. But yeah. interesting there. I, I did like that. Good points. At Orient, Joe said, defending will be the end of us. Every week we concede awful goals. Yeah, Mort Jigs are truly heartbroken for the first time in a while. CM Oriental tweeted us and he said, A bad result. Need to keep focus and hope the luck changes. Surely 13 defeats at home will result in relegation, but I hope not. That's a lot of home defeats. That's a lot of home defeats. Only in February. Yeah. At Lenham Forces, you have to feel for the youngsters thrown into this mess, but they're trying so hard to save us, but just falling short. At Gorillas1985, absolutely gutted. Not sure how we lost that. No subs again, though. Should have bought fresh legs on. Go again next week. Danny said that he won't just make subs for the sake of making yeah, subs. Okay, so point. he obviously felt what we had on the pitch was, yeah. was fine. Yeah, Johnny underscore 2699 <laughs> says, haven't felt that gutted since relegation. Makeshift defence showed, and I think we would have won with Parks not going off. Mm. I don't want to knock him, but I don't think Dolby is yet good enough for the first team. Next game, no, it's bigger than the Peterborough playoff semi. At Sam Harborn, one, gutted, thought we deserved the point, but we have been giving away cheap goals all season. Yeah. House 42 says, a great atmosphere, great determination today, so let's keep the faith. Samuel LOFC 97, still have faith. Yesterday was not the result we wanted, but nothing was expected at Plymouth, and we got three points from six is what, what we expected, and we've just got to 
just got that the other way around. So I get where you're coming from there. Yeah, no one expects us to get Plymouth yes. three points yeah. in something today. So next three will determine where we finish: Cheltenham, Stevenage, and Newport. Yeah, Winsmad makes an interesting point here. Not heard many of these in the last couple of weeks. I need to bring back Chizak. Just can't help thinking Sargent has cost us a goal or two today, but probably not Webb's decision. At Paul Staines 86, we did not deserve to lose that at all. First two goals were fouls on our players, in my opinion. Actually showed pure fight. Yeah, good point there from Paul. I think in the building, yeah, agree. it was said. At Lee Gibbs 1, this is a great effort. Too many kids, but no one else available. Always going to struggle with a makeshift back four against two <coughs> big lumps. That's a really good point. Sorry, just going back to Paul Staines. Teddy was shoved for the first goal, or someone was shoved on that first goal. I'm, yes, I'm well, it's, sure it's, of it. it's little Abby with his little nudges. Yeah, it's just just the experience, yeah. little things that you know refs won't necessarily see. Slow up for. Yeah, yeah. Pank P 7 Samido, lots of possession with little end product, an ounce more than than thought, and he could be top notch. Deserved a draw today. I have yeah. to say his crosses were so over hit. Some of I think I think his crosses are fifty fifty. Some of some is perfect. Some are slightly over hit. Yeah. But, you know the, the other wingers should be taking more of a gamble. At that point, because they just go out and they're not that far out. Yeah, Kylie 05 is a massive effort from the O's today, but didn't deserve to lose. That midfield change should have been made. Hashtag still believe. At MJJ Scanlon, we look decent when we get the ball down and play. Just need to cut out silly errors at the back, which are hurting us. Yeah, Lewis Crow 06 is some promising stuff, but there are certain players in this team that aren't good enough to keep us up. At M0PHO, we didn't deserve to lose that game. McCallum doesn't look fit. Some very dodgy decisions by the ref up the O's. Yeah, unexpected item zero. Says relegation battle on two fronts. Against other sides at the bottom and against the owner who's destroying us from the inside. At Scotch Egg 87. So frustrating to lose it at the end, but on a positive, our luck will surely change. And in my opinion, we're finally fighting. Yeah, good tweet that. At Chicken Oriental says, I think Clark should have replaced Parks. Squad gets smaller by the day. <coughs> we miss Kelly today and I'd play Sammy Moore next game. Yeah, at MP Allen Triple Two. So gutted for the boys, giving 110% every game under web and deserve results. If they keep fighting like this, we'll stay up. Yeah, David D. Hanus is painful. Didn't deserve to lose at back four need to step things up ASAP as we are conceding too many sloppy goals yeah at Jamie Stripe there is enough in the team as long as we don't run out of players to get out of it one step forward and two back in a week good point that that's a good, uh, good line that. at Jaffa Shamuti just didn't see anything today to say we can't stay up except for a certain naivety at the back sort that out and we'll be fine yeah Bradley Ackers 80, uh, 95 sorry the squad will learn from this defeat but to come back from 2-0 down deserves some praise. That's a really good point. Yeah, it was a good point. Lee Holland, 37 underscore, says, have to say, Teddy was solid today. Just a shame that the ref made some poor decisions. We should have won. I was impressed by Karoma, but I just think 90 minutes was a bit too long for him. Lee, I think, spot on there. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Cowland tweeted saying, Danny, Omar and the players should be so proud of that performance yesterday. Gave the rule and left nothing out on the pitch. And the final word this week goes to D-Day who says, no way did we deserve to get nothing from that game. We may have lost the battle, but we can still win the war. <laughs> Come on, you O's. Yeah. Like <laughs> but you know it. what I have to say, sort of hearing those tweets sort of read out loud, it's not just, oh, we've lost the game and it's doom and gloom. People are still really positive because they can see the turnaround in the performances and the commitment that the players are showing. Far, uh, rewind a month ago if we'd have lost 3-2 yeah, to Notts County absolutely. a month ago those tweets wouldn't be saying anything like that. And that's why I think we made a point of reading quite a lot of tweets. I know we normally read quite a lot of tweets anyway, but even though we lost their positive tweets and the volume of tweets we've had where people aren't just doom and gloom and it's good it's, it makes a nice change from doing the two and a half years of the podcast and most weeks people not being too happy so thanks for all your tweets this week we had yeah. loads um, this week and 
If we haven't mentioned yours, we apologise, but there's only so many we can mention. Yeah, Prediction League update. Nobody guessed this result correctly, so the Prediction League table stays as it was last week. O's fan base in tops the Prediction League. At Nina Barone, 27, is in second place, and Joe underscore Pavit is third. The full table is viewable on our Facebook page. Just search Facebook or in Outlet Podcast. Yeah. And we will be there. Fantasy football update. Nothing this week, because there was no Premiership fixture, so mm. I think the Premiership returns next weekend. Well, if it doesn't return in midweek, but as soon as it does, points will be uh, back up for grabs and get your teams back up and ready yep. for next week. Sunday the 19th of February, the ladies' team were in action. They beat London Corinthians 4-0 with two goals from Jazz, one for Ella May, M and uh, the other goal for from Ellie. Thank you, pardon. So well done to the ladies. Yeah, which brings us on nicely to the positives and negatives of the week. Uh, you can do positives because I done positive last week cool positives this week we're playing really well we're attacking teams we're giving it a good go well we scored five goals in two games yeah yeah three, yeah, five goals that's pretty decent for two games absolutely stop conceding the rest. yeah that's that's. <laughs> they've got to shut the back door and keep the front door open really yeah Gavin Massey has got some serious skill he's, he's on fire baller hashtag baller <laughs> yeah man, man like Gav apparently um, spirit in the team is so much better under Danny than it was don't know why Andy couldn't get that sort of team spirit but whatever Danny Webb has done in that change room in such a short space of time kudos to you my friend and that's reflecting on the crowd as well that's definitely reflecting on the crowd yeah better atmosphere all around which is great so negatives got a few more this week so firstly losing to relegation rivals so obviously not county pulled away a little bit not clinical in either box which I agree with yet lack of options on the bench due to injuries and suspensions I mean they're building up mm. it's, it's happening the Chizak situation growing more I noted now I think people have just accepted it yeah but still a bit of a negative Still in relegation places, although hopefully this time next week, hopefully it will change. And the teams around us playing well too. So, Unfortunately. you know, like we just said, Hartlepool picked up a point, Cheltenham got the win. Cheltenham won loads in the transfer window though, to be fair. So Hero of the Week? Yeah, unanimous. I, I don't I think, I think there's only ever going to be one this week, isn't there? Gavin Massey, well done. Man like Gav. <laughs> so next week's fixtures in. Okay, you get going. You crack on with the uh, cool. Fixtures. Just yeah, just the one fixture coming up as we've got relegation rivals Cheltenham at home on Saturday the twenty sixth of February. Cheltenham are currently twenty first in League Two, having beaten Yeovil two 0 at home on Saturday. And if we win by three goals, we will leapfrog them in the table. So it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. No odds on there. Um, no, they've cross all your fingers and your toes and whatever else you cross and make sure we get three points yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully making another cracking atmosphere. So yeah. just over the hour this week, but two matches and loads of tweets and loads of things to talk about. So that's not too bad. So thanks for joining us for episode 95. It's been another crazy week, uh, both on and off the pitch. Tuesday, we've got a dramatic 3-2 win and we had Matt talk about that. So we hope you enjoy that. Uh, what was probably the performance of the season? I, I guarantee so when all the end of season polls come out, Plymouth away will be the one to look out for. Great to see the hope and the passion. So many O's fans still all there for everyone to see through Twitter and through you know the pictures all that we saw back media. in the stadium. Then in the days that followed, heard all about the ball boy scandal, which eventually resulted in a six-game ban for Liam Kelly. You know he's already being missed. We missed yesterday. Be missed for the next five. And then yesterday, obviously, disappointing defeat to Kevin Nolan's Notts County. After coming back from two goals down, so like we said, not all doom, doom and gloom. You know, one thing you can't question though at the moment is this team's commitment and their hunger and their desire and their will to play and fight for Danny and for us fans. And if we keep this up for the rest of the season, then hopefully things will start turning around sooner rather than later. And if they don't, we'll all still be here anyways, reporting yeah. on it every week. So we'll be back with episode 96 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm and listen to the Orient. Outlook podcast. Up the O's and keep the faith.